Communication Mixed Down. The show that takes a critical look at contemporary media. And explores the way we use communication to make sense of the world around us. From social media to citizen journalism. To the logo on the front of your favorite t-shirt. It's all part of the Communication Mixdown. Each week, Thursday, 6 to 6.30, Communication Mixdown. Cranking up. Right here on 3CR. That's us, Communication Mixdown. I'm John Langer. I'm going to subtitle this edition of the show, Cultural Communicators Working for the Environment and for Action on Climate Change. And instead of trying to explain all this by myself, I'm going to introduce our first guest because he's one of those cultural communicators. He's Tim Hollow, and he's a professional musician and a longtime campaigner for the environment. And he heads up an organization called Green Music Australia. Welcome to Communication Mixdown, Tim. Thanks for having me, John. Now, I want to read something back to you from Green Music from the Green Music website, and it says, you're harnessing the cultural power of music and musicians to practically lead the way to a greener world. Maybe you could unpack that for us a bit. Sure. So, yeah, as you say, I'm both a musician and environmentalist, and I've been kind of juggling those for many years um, on two fronts, kind of being a touring musician, getting increasingly frustrated by the environmental impact of our industry. And that you know, we're, you know, we're a, a music scene which is full of forward-thinking, thoughtful people, but have this outsized environmental footprint from waste streams, from travel, from energy use, all sorts of things. Um, and the, you know, a few people here and there doing stuff about it, but systematically, not so much. And the flip side, being an environmental campaigner, so you know, Greenpeace, three hundred and fifty, the Greens, all sorts of people, and feeling like. You know, this is a few years ago. I think things have changed now a bit, but feeling like we're losing badly. Um, it does feel like now there's a bit of an uptick, but we were losing very, very badly a few years ago. Everything was going backwards. Um, and wondering, you know, what do, what do we do about this? And so talking to a lot of people, a lot of environmentalists, a lot of musicians, thinking we actually need, we really need to take a step back here and think about how do we drive deep cultural change so that people start thinking about themselves and their relationship to the world in a different way, start really considering waste streams, shifting away from you know single-use plastics and things like that, start thinking about how they travel to places in a different way. And the idea is that musicians, as cultural influencers, really have a strong role to play here. But the best role that we can play is by doing it ourselves. Mm. Um, so that's the idea, is that by by working with musicians and people across the music scene to, to reduce our own environmental impact, we can actually lead the way. Mm. We can demonstrate what it's all about and do that in a way that's really influential because we do it at a time when people's hearts and minds are really opened to these ideas when they're listening to music, when they're at a, at a gig or at a festival. So that's that's the concept, you know, practically mm-hmm. talking about things like at a music festival, you know, so many music festivals we go to by the evening, you know, you're wading through a sea of plastic mm-hmm. waste. Mm-hmm. And that sends a really clear cultural message that says, oh, you're having fun and it's okay to just, you know, take a swig from a plastic bottle 
not quite finish it and then toss it on the ground. Mm. That's kind of cool. That's kind of fun. (laughs) Flip that around (laughs) and create an environment at a music festival where you take care of the site and Mm. you really think about the rubbish that you're creating Mm. and you've got musicians leading by drinking from reusable bottles and you just just say, hey, the the reuse is cool, throwaway is not cool. Right. It totally changes the way you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of uh, just in relation to this campaign, it's called the B- BYO Bottle Campaign. Is that right? That's right, and that's the that's the biggest campaign that we're running at the moment. Um, and it's uh, it's going really well. It's getting a lot of interest. Um, so it's got kind of two sides to it. One side is we're recruiting um, artist ambassadors. And we just had a really big, big, big push during Plastic Freak July where we're, we recruited and announced a, a 40 new artists over the course of the month from you know, Bernard Fanning to, to Midnight Oil to um, the Dorsal Fins to Sasquatch, uh, Montaigne, a whole bunch of people came on board with that. And what they're doing is each of those artists are committing not to use single-use plastics themselves um, and on their touring and, and, and on their drinks rider to say, we don't want single-use plastics, we want you to supply um, you know, drinking fountains or jugs mm. or something so mm. that we can refill our own bottles. Very interesting. Um, and there's a, that's a really powerful role mm. influencing audiences, but also influencing venues and festivals in that. Um, and the other side of the campaign is working hand-in-hand with a whole lot of festivals ourselves, mm. helping them through the process of what are the alternatives, You know, making sure there's a whole lot of drinking fountains around the site well signposted, put on the maps of the festival sites, um, making sure that, you know, if the festival wants to go the whole hog, um, contracting with the with the stallholders not to sell plastic bottles, um, mm. making sure that they communicate really thoroughly with the punters in advance and the crew and the artists to and say, we won't be having plastic water bottles there, bring your own. And the summer summertime's coming up, spring, summer, big big music events, and presumably you're 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 going to be getting some, a bit of traction through there. So yeah, we've got a whole bunch of this kind of small to medium sized festivals doing some fantastic things. Um, Earth Frequency Festival, Illawarra Folk Festival, the Plot, a whole bunch of them kind of doing some really good things. You know, phasing out plastics on site. Um, we're doing a bit of a campaign push trying to get some of the really big ones to move and there's interest there's there's serious interest from folks like Paul's Festival, Splendour we just had a crew there kind of talking to punters and talking to staff and crew to convince them to move next year um, Laneway Festival got a long way to go but they're interested so yeah really hoping over time we're building we've got a um, an open letter which we're asking people to sign so on our website, greenmusic.org.au, you can see that sign yes. up to that open letter asking those big festivals to commit to going plastic-free over time. We'll so, put that, yeah. yeah, we'll put that on our communication mixdown website as well, Tim. I want to ask something else because I, when I did look at your website, I, I saw you running a, a whole bunch of campaigns simultaneously. The other one that I was particularly interested in is mus- Musicians Against Adani, and you're talking there about the Adani Carmichael coal mine. In Queensland, how's that going? What's what's happening with that? So the idea of that is to to mobilise musicians who are interested in, in taking part in that campaign um, and get them involved in the most strategic way possible. So that is, I'm sure, all your listeners are aware. That's shaping up to be the big 
um, environmental battle of of the generation. Frankly, it's kind of this defining battle here in Australia to stop a massive, massive coal mine, um, and not just to stop the mine, but because stopping this mine basically means that's the end of coal in Australia. Um, if they can't get this mine up, we have turned things around and we've said this is this is the end of, of coal mining in Australia and that's what we have to do in the face of climate change. So that's really getting a lot of people interested and we found, you know, we've been talking to musicians about getting active on climate campaigning for years and people, uh, yeah, getting there a little bit, mm. little bit by little bit, but when Adani came, came up, um, the interest just skyrocketed. So what we're doing is we're working with musicians to um, to show them how they can be the best advocates that they can be, how they can get involved in this campaign um, in various ways. And that's anything from simply wearing a Stop Adani T-shirt on stage, which you know has a powerful cultural message to it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. through to um, you know taking part in in bank sit-ins that are happening and, and mm-hmm. politicians mm-hmm. offer sit-ins. Um, mm. through to making clear statements online, through to possibly even, you know, donating um, songs to the cause to, to put their songs behind videos about it and all sorts of things like that, possibly even writing songs about it. You know, one of the, one of the defining features of the, of the Franklin campaign back in the 80s was Goanna's song, Let the Franklin Flow, mm. that mm. really helped to shift mm. public sentiment Mm. Um, so, you know, we're talking to people about writing songs about it. And, and can I, can I just uh, yeah. ask, that this is something else that um, that is interesting in relation to what you're talking about. The flip side of this green advocacy that you're mentioning with musicians is maybe are there career risks involved in being an advocate? For example, you know, with with people who listen to the music for your fans and so on, and even like you're mentioning possibilities of going on demonstrations or doing those kinds of things, maybe even legal implications. What, what, what's, the, what's, the, um, what's the discussion around that? So it's interesting. That seems to be, <clears throat> that seems to be changing a little. Um, there certainly were, there were a good couple of decades there, frankly, weren't there, where there was virtually no protest music being written. And I think that a huge part of that was the fear of career risk and the, the incredible dominance of um, a handful of international record companies and of um, commercial radio. And both of those have changed. Mm. Um, the, the music industry no longer relies on either commercial radio or on major record companies. There's, there's been a, a huge kind of split open in that and things have changed. And in fact, the way the music scene works now, actually making a name for yourself in some way, in some space can be hugely beneficial to your career, even if that's not necessarily kind of music-related. And I think partly due to that, there's been a real upswing in the amount of protest music that's been written. But the other side of it is, frankly, even if you you think back to to previous generations, you know, a band like Midnight Oil, there are a hell of a lot of people who listen to Midnight Oil and count themselves as as big Midnight Oil fans who don't necessarily agree with their politics, Mm -hmm. but they still love the music. Mm -hmm. And they'll still listen to it. So I think the idea of career risk was overstated always, um, but such as it was, it seems to be fading now. And there's a lot more interest in, in just getting involved because that's what you believe and that's what you feel is important. And that's that's something that, that is important to musicians in general, I think, is to, to be true to yourself and mm. to do what you believe in. 
Very interesting, and very interesting the way you're talking about the the, the fragmentation of the of the music business and and uh, the big players, of course, having much less power than they have now. So, um, just let let us know again where we can find out information from for, about your campaigns, and if we want to get people want to get involved or just find out a little bit more about what's going on with your with your organization. Yeah, great. Um, so, greenmusic.org.au is our website. Um, and you'll find there information on um, on all of the campaigns that we're running and and ways to get involved. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you if you're a musician and want to get involved. Please get in touch, um, or if you've got any ideas, um, give us a call. That's great, Tim. Thanks so much for being on Communication Mixdown today. We've I've well, I personally have enjoyed talking to you and finding a little, out a little bit more about green music. Thanks for having me. Really good to have the opportunity. Talking there with Tim Hollow, and he's a musician and, as you heard, a longtime environmental campaigner. And he heads up an environment advocacy organization called Green Music Australia. United Struggle Project presents a preview of The Change, revolutionary hip-hop theatre coming at you. Showcasing artists from the project, from the West Papua Black Orchid String Band, Black Sisters, Lady Lash, Combat Wombat, Race Rage, Soma, Vocal Boogie, Viv and Robbie, and a load of other amazing talent and yummy West Papuan food. $5 suggested donation, no one turned away. At the factory in Richmond on the 2nd of September, 6pm. Hey, all you mob. Get on down to the factory and be a part of the change. This is David Rovix and you are tuned to 3CR, 8.55am, Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do and everything can change. You're back and it's communication mixed down. Now, I've taken the liberty of subtitling our show tonight, Cultural Communicators Working for the Environment and for Action on Climate Change. Livia Cullen is the mobilization coordinator at Australia at the Australian Conservation Foundation, and she's currently heading up a relatively new ACF initiative, trying to mobilize all kinds of cultural communicators to get involved in the Art for Activism Collective. Hello, Livia. Hi, John. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on Communication Mixdown. Now, the Art for Activism Collective, you better start by filling us in on the thinking behind this initiative. Sure thing. Um, well, the Art for Activism Collective is a group of volunteer artists, so it was seeded by ACF very recently, um, and we're cooking up exciting creative activism ideas for the environment movement. We've got a range of artists involved already, from performance and visual artists to crafters and prop makers to videographers and photographers and everything in between. Um, so, for example, if ACF holds a big rally for the reef or to stop Adani, this group will generate some really great visuals um, and stunts and props for that action. So they'll also come up with proactive creative activism for the movement, and that might be an incredible symbolic image that becomes iconic in the same way the World Angel represented the movement to protect Tassie's forests, 
or the amazing climate guardians now represent the climate movement. Or back in the 80s when uh, Peter Dombrovsky's um, iconic image, Morning Mist, came to symbolise the campaign to save the Franklin. Okay. So, and this is fairly recent initiative, is that right? That's right. So we had our first meeting last week. Um, I guess it came, the idea came about because um, I found that every time we were doing a campaign action, we were kind of recruiting a new bunch of volunteers. Um, it was time consuming. It was quite hard to find the right people, the right artists. Um, and I really wanted to feed a strong group that could bring ideas to life easily and could also spend time generating their own ideas for proactive, proactive actions. And then I met a really wonderful artist and prop maker, Reese Tonkin, um, who had a very similar idea. She, she wanted to bring together um, some artistic minds to create those really um, iconic symbolic images um, for the movement. Um, so we sort of joined forces and seeded this group, um, had a great meeting last week, um, with about 30 artists, and mm-hmm. um, we'll keep meeting with them, yeah, to Amazing. start bringing some of those ideas to us, yeah. And what happened, just to fill us in on the meeting, I'm, I'm trying to visualise this meeting with 30 creative people <laughs> together and all sort of holding their hands up and saying, I've got a great idea. No, no, I've got a great idea. What happens? Oh, you know, there were hula hoopers over there and fire twirlers over there, <laughs> no kidding um there was a ball of wool that we threw around in an interesting icebreaker um it was you know look it was a lovely meeting people are very respectful and wonderful so we sort of got to know each other a little bit and then we broke up into groups and um did a big brainstorm and came up with some fantastic ideas Mm. so um the next step is to sort of um take those ideas to the next level and bring some of them to life and do the bit that you know we're as artists don't love doing, which is the due diligence and working out whether we can actually make them happen. Yes. Um, but we definitely will make some of those. And ideas where 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 life. would we be, be be seeing some of the results of of the collective at rallies, or are they going to be? Is it going to be more widespread? Is it going to be, for example, uh, exhibitions, or what 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 sort of planned? Well, I hope all of the above. But initially, um, on October seventh, we'll be part. Um, of an exciting action I'm not sure I can talk about just yet. Um, Oh, I think I can. It's a National Day of Action for Stop Adani, so we'll be doing um, a very cool action that people can be involved in creating. So um, we'll be helping with the Melbourne one. Um, There's all kinds of things. So, yes, possibly in galleries. Um, And what else do we have in the works? You might see some of our ideas floating down a river in Melbourne or Brisbane. Um, You might see them in the air. You might see them in Parliament. Um, mm. lots and lots of different um, ways to express. Right, and g- give us that date again so we can uh, just lock it into our heads. October 7th. Okay. Um, but if people do want to get involved in, if you're an artist and you're interested in um, being part of coming up with that creative activism, um, we're having a meeting next Wednesday at the ACF office, um, Wednesday evening from 6 to 8.30 p.m. So you can RSVP to that if you just go to the ACF website, which is acf.org.au, and go to our events um, page, and you'll find the Art for Activism Collective meeting there. And tell me something else. I, I what I was reading about the collective is you're hoping that this will become something that moves out of Melbourne and goes goes basically goes national. How 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 do you see that happening? 
Um, we're going to start in Melbourne, but there are artists all over the country that really love um, getting involved in this kind of thing. Um, so we'll start in Melbourne, and um, I think we'll see this for the rest of the year. And then next year, I think we'll start looking at growing some groups, similar groups, um, at the very least in Sydney and Melbourne to start with, and then hopefully in every capital city. Mm. Look, and the other thing that I read, and I think you've made a really important point here, is that you don't necessarily have to be artistic to contribute. That's exactly right. So um, obviously, you know, having creative brains and artists is great. Um, you know, some people don't call themselves artists but, artists but have quite really creative minds. But also we need people to help with logistics, people who are project managers. If you've got a warehouse that you can spare um, that we can hold workshops in, if you want to be the person that cooks, cooks for the group, you just like being around artists, um, all of those mm. things are really, really useful. Um, so we're pretty inclusive and welcoming um, yeah, would love I, anyone to get down. Yeah, look, I think that's really, really important because, uh, as you said, it's the the infrastructure. Uh, it's it's very it's fine to be an artist, but there's clearly a a whole range of of talents as of creative talents that are needed to to put something like this together. Absolutely, yeah. And wh- where to again? Let us know where to find out more. You gave gave us the website. Just just mm-hmm. one more time. So it's www.acf, so that's for Australian Conservation Foundation, .org.au. Um, and if you just go to our events page, you'll see the Art for Activism Collective um, meeting on there, and you can just click on that, add your details, and RSVP. Well, look, thanks so much for being on Communication Mixdown Live, and I wish you all the best with this new initiative, and uh, we might see some of the results, well, around the place. Great. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. Talking there with Livia Cullen, and she's the mobilization coordinator at the Australian Conservation Foundation. She's currently leading lead, the lead organizer for Art for Activism, for the Art for Activism Collective at the ACF. And we'll put the details of their website up on our website. And keep in mind what Liv said, which, which was that you don't necessarily have to be creative in the sense of being an artist. You can contribute there's lots and lots of different ways to contribute we're communication mixed down we'll be back right after this hello it's fiona scott norman here and i would just like to say congratulations you are doing something very important right now do you want to know what it is you are listening to 3cr melbourne's most diverse and fascinating community radio station and you know why it's important because diversity is important community is important community radio is very, very important, and you are a winner. The Independent and Peaceful Australia Network presents War, Peace and Independence, Keep Australia Out of US Wars. Amidst an escalating threat of another major war breaking out, this timely conference will be held in Melbourne from the 8th to the 10th of September. The conference will address the struggle against U.S. bases, drone warfare, peace as union business, U.S. political and military influence, and much more. For details and bookings, head to ipan.org.au or go to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's Facebook page, a 3CR supporter. Well, Communication Mix now for another week. I'm John Langer. And we'll be here next Thursday.